Hello, and welcome to Success Stories. I'm Kendra Hall, Chief Storytelling Officer at Success Magazine, and this is the podcast where we sit down with the brightest stars and the boldest thought leaders as they share their stories so you can create your own success story. This interview is really for anyone who has had a dream, like like a crazy dream, an idea that that didn't make sense, you know, that big idea of a new thing that had never been done before. This interview, her story, when you look at what she did, what they did, this is exactly the kind of story big dreamers who are just on the brink need to hear. And I know you will enjoy the story of this entrepreneur as much as I did. Today's success story is Seema Bansal. Seema Bansal is a self-made entrepreneur who built a multi-million dollar flower business without the help of investors. Venus et Fleur has disrupted the floral industry, innovating the technology behind flowers that last for a few months, coveted by A-listers, including Gigi Hadid, Cardi B, and the Kardashians in four short years. Venus et Fleur has become a globally recognized brand with a burgeoning following, all with Sima, a former Forbes 30 under 30 honoree at the helm. Seema, welcome to Success. We are so excited to hear your stories. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so the very first, the very first place I want to start is at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I read a little bit about how this company began, but I want to know more um, because I call it the, it's like the classic founder story, right? Like, oh, we found this problem. Let's create a company that solves it. Tell me where this idea for this multi-million dollar company began. How did it start? Yeah. So, I mean, the the company was born out of a problem that my husband and I had. And, um, you know, it all started when we first started dating. We were um, newly dating. Uh, He was living in New York. I was living in Vancouver. And he was trying to impress me. So on Valentine's Day, he sent me flowers. And what I received wasn't what he ordered. Um, So I feel like this is a very classic story. A lot of people that I've told our business story to have experienced this sort of floral delivery service. So um, what I got wasn't what he had ordered. The flowers were wilting. didn't look anything like the photo. And, you know, we're newly dating. We're both kind of in this entrepreneurial, grew up in a very entrepreneurial spirit. And we both were just like, we should like fix this. You know, there's nothing on the market that kind of claims what it will be when it shows up. So why don't we create it? And I'm not joking. We were dating for maybe two and a half months. Like it was super new and we just thought, okay, let's start a business together. Let's, let's actually like... Let's create this the service. And for me, what was really important is the way that it shows up, how it's packaged. It should be presented in a way that you want to, you know, you, you're trying to set an impression. So it's so important that it comes, you know, the way it's supposed to. And, and if you're spending the dollars, it should come beautifully. So packaging was really important and the actual quality of the flowers were really important. So we started there. Oh my gosh. So, so I want to go, I want to go back because I'm picturing this, like, 
I mean, uh, for anyone who's been in a long distance relationship, I mean, newly dating is one thing like that has its own challenge. Newly dating long distance is another whole thing. Um, so, so I want to know when those flowers came just out of my own curiosity, like that, it takes guts to even like take a picture and send it to someone and be like, yeah, thanks a lot. What is it? What, like, what did that? So you get the flowers what was your first instinct? Like there had to be some openness there that you would take a picture and send it back to him and be like, thanks a lot. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, well, thank you so much for my flowers. And he right away was like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm not this cheap guy. Like, trust me, this is what I bought for you. And then, you know, this is, he was so embarrassed. He was like, you know, look what I was trying to buy you. And this is what you got. So it was, it was really, it was really funny. And then I was of course like, Oh, you know, yeah, they're not the nicest. <laughs> so then, so, something else. <laughs> like, oh, that's fine. So then, tell me, what did that? And this is a question that I have for anyone who who starts a company that is a disruptor, right? Because it does sound, you know, you go from oh, the flowers showed up, and we've all been on the receiving end of that. They show up bad. We were like, we can do this better, and then we started this company. But what did then those? And then a lot of people don't ever take those next steps. They don't. So what did those next phone calls, because you were long distance, like, what did they sound like? What are the first conversations of co-founders starting a disruptive company? Yeah, I think uh, for me, because I come from like more of this like design kind of packaging background, I kind of started working on that right away. I had my notebook and um, this is even how I do product development to this day is I started drawing out what I pictured everything to look like. And this really happened pretty early on, like the first week or so after, you know, receiving the florals, I started drawing out what I thought the, the product should look like, the logos, and just started working on it. And Sunny started looking into uh, suppliers and all that sort of stuff. So we both kind of, you know, tackled the two parts of our business that we still kind of own to this day. Um, and, you know, within six weeks, we had our first sample. Wow. <laughs> I just like, I just can't even. So, so, so you became business partners before you became um, fiance. So this is, I mean, this is, this is less a business question and more a personal question, but that's a big risk. Like, did you know that like, sometimes you just know you're like, Oh, I, this is the guy I'm going to marry. Did you like kind of, that's a big risk to take without knowing that like, this is going to be a serious relationship too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just knew like, I've never felt that way about somebody before. And we just really saw ourselves in the future together. Like that yeah. was, just how we imagined everything and kept talking about those things. So it just felt right. But, you know, now I look back and I'm like, well, you know, with all the things I know now, oh my gosh, what, I was so young and, and just kind of jumping into something, but you know, it worked out and you know, we're married and we're happy. <laughs> we yeah. But, well, uh, and we, I it was a risk. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, as I was reading about it, I'm thinking, cause I work, so my husband and I work together and I think that this is something that you see more and more now are, are couples who, you know, one tackles one area and one tackles another. And, um, I just, I've never heard of someone starting out like just newly dating long distance. Right. So you mentioned, um, and you mentioned that you both have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I wanted to go back to when, you were a kid, like, yeah, were you, did you always love 
flowers or were you always starting businesses? Like what does, what is little you, what is young Seema? Who is she? Did you know that this was a possibility for you? Yeah. I mean, I grew up um, in an entrepreneurial family. My parents own um, you know, businesses and um, I was always inspired by their journey, how they created something from really nothing. My dad immigrated to Canada with nothing. I know this is like the classic immigrant story, but he really lived it. He was making like $3 and 60 cents an hour working as a plumber, um, as a laborer. And then eventually he just decided, you know, I want to start my own company. I, I want to take my future in my own hands. So he took out large loan, you know, asked for, you know, help and friends and family and then started his own business. Um, eventually pivoted that business a little bit and went into sales and targeted towards like interior designers and new build and uh, would, would purchase these gorgeous products and sell to, you know, parts of Vancouver. So, you know, I grew up in that. My dad made us work every weekend at his store since I was like 14 years old. And every Saturday we had to go and open the, the store, close it, um, you know, count the money, do customer service. He made us do sales, sell toilets, like, you know, so it was kind of ingrained in me that I would do my own, I would start my own business because I watched my dad really create anything that he put his mind towards. Um, and to answer the question about like the love of flowers, I think absolutely. That was just something I found myself gravitating towards. I just love beautiful things. Maybe it's the Taurus in me, but I always gravitate towards things that are, that are very like that make you feel beautiful and make you feel good. So, um, yeah, it was just ingrained in us. And Sonny also came from a very similar story. His dad immigrated to the U S again, not with a lot, created his own company and Sonny worked for him and learned a lot from him. So I think we just came from this, uh, background where we had to we had to own every portion of the business. We had to learn everything on the go. We weren't, we couldn't make a mistake because it's our, it was our business on the line. It's our parents' money on the line. So we learned a lot from that. So tell me, it does sound like, and I just love, I think of nothing, I think nothing else. Like one of the reasons that if you have that, if you are a parent and you have that, like, uh, that entrepreneurial heart. And maybe it's it's risky, right? It's scary to do. It's scary to go out on your own. But if you have kids to teach, like that action teaches them, like for generations. I mean, look at what your parents' risks did for you and, and as it goes forward. Um, so, so let me ask you then, I mean, it's easy to look at a thriving business and to hear even in that introduction, like four years, you went from start to where you are, it's easy to think that that was a really smooth ride. Do you remember any of those moments on the journey, especially as you were just getting started, that were were setbacks or really frustrating or even, even moments where you were like, maybe this was a bad idea. Like, I don't know if we can do this. I'd love to hear some, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So I think um, with any new business, there's a ton of challenges and we definitely had a fair share of those. Um, 
So I moved into, I moved to the city and I got a flex apartment in Midtown and <laughs> Wait, what's a make, flex apartment? What's a flex it's like, it's a one bedroom apartment where you build a wall and then that's your room. So I was sharing a one bedroom apartment with the wall and I had the other side of the wall. So I um, would make the arrangements there and, um, you know, shot all the photos in the apartment. Sonny would deliver them. He was the delivery driver. As far as to Connecticut, sometimes to Baltimore, we really just wanted to prove the concept. So we were taking orders anywhere and um, just wanted to make sure our customers liked our service. Um, so, you know, that had its challenges because we weren't really making any money. We were just kind of making sure that people liked our product. Um, then, you know, I, 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 for me, it was really important that, uh, you know, anyone could experience our service. So we wanted to be able to ship worldwide. Um, shipping was the next really challenging sort of portion of um, our our journey was trying to ship these flowers because flowers are so delicate. It's extremely difficult to make sure they arrive in perfect condition. So, um, you know, we developed our eternity flowers, which I'll get to. Um, and that, that really, um, and then we had to work with an engineer to figure out how to ship them. So during those, like whatever it was, maybe two to three months, I would go to sleep crying every night because I was like, Oh my God, like it's not working. Like, we, this dream that we have to, to take on the floral industry and become this global brand is just not happening. Um, but eventually, you know, after a ton of tests and perseverance, we did make, make through and, and we ship flowers worldwide as it is. Um, and our flowers don't need water. They last up to a year. Um, it's definitely an exciting innovation. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's so weird to think about innovating flowers they're natural like how like innovating nature is just I mean that's my so I do want to um make sure that we talk about the flowers themselves because me personally I'm super fascinated by that but but something you said in there you know that you went to bed every night crying um thinking like oh this you know this dream that we have isn't going to come true do you remember like was there a night day when you thought to yourself, wait, maybe this is going to come true. Like, do you remember, like, was there when you, when it started to work, do you remember one of those moments where you're like, Oh wait, this might be. And I think we all, you have moments, different moments along that, but tell us one of them where you were like, wait, I think we, this could happen. Yeah. I think mindset's super important and it's kind of just how I live my life. I'm definitely more of a positive person. I try to look at every situation in a positive light, or I kind of try to engineer the way I want things to go. So absolutely, I would be upset. I would cry, but I would always be like, okay, but it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to happen. Like, And it's great when your husband, your partner also is in the same sort of Uh, mindset. So if I would be upset, he would cheer me on and say, no, this is going to work and vice versa. So we were just always pushing each other um, to think in that positive direction. Um, 
And there were periods when we would see the tests working and then we'd be like, okay, the flowers are intact here. So like, it's just a tweak here. So things were starting to move in, in a positive direction. We were seeing results. It was just those final tweaks that had to happen. Um, and then finally when they did, like it, it was, it was a victory. Like we felt so good and we were excited to see what was going to come. So I know that you, um, you've had a lot of, like, there are a lot of A-listers. I know that Oprah loves what you do. Like, tell us one of those, like, those moments when, like, how did you find out that one of those, those celebrities was like, oh my gosh, I love what you have. Like, did you see it on your phone? Did someone call you? Tell me about one of those moments. Yeah. One of the most exciting moments was definitely our first Valentine's day. We were completely sold out online. So we did not project properly. We didn't order enough flowers. And that was one thing that we learned pretty quickly on that we had to have a director of supply chain join because we needed to figure out our supply chain. But, um, you know, we were sold out. Literally nothing was clickable on our site. Um, and we're scrolling through Instagram on Valentine's day. And my, my friend is with me and she goes, Oh my God, Courtney Kardashian just posted Venus, like take a look. And we're all, it's me, my husband, his brother, we're all screaming. We're jumping. Not even a minute goes by Chloe posts. Yeah. They both posted and it was like a static post on the feed we were screaming. Our phones started ringing. Our emails were pouring in. Follower count just started like skyrocketing. We were just like in shock. And that was the moment. I, I get goosebumps like when I talk. I it was so surreal. We're like, we were just so happy. And uh, we knew we were onto something good when, when that happened. So where were you? Like, were you at, were you at home? Were you in your, were you out to love? Like, where were you in that? When she saw, I can just picture your friend, like holding your phone and being like, Oh my, what, like, where were you? We were in the office. Like we were still kind of making sure things were working and good. Cause it was Valentine's day, like any customer service, like we were in the office. So we, you know, we, it, it was crazy. Like <laughs> everyone, we were all like checking the emails and just like, trying to figure out how to respond to the, the outpour that was coming in. You know, people were just so excited. Like, how can I get my hands on these? You guys are sold out. And, you know, we, we, uh, we knew we were onto something when that happened. So tell me about that, though, because I feel like it would be like the best moment. And then that, like, I'm thinking about it, so excited for you. And then my heart sinks because you don't have anything to send anybody. So what, what did that, so tell me about those those two things where it's like the best moment ever. And then you're like, Oh, but wait, we're out of flowers. Yeah. Like we couldn't capitalize on it. Like as exciting as it is when, you know, a list or posts, you definitely want to be able to sell inventory. We didn't have anything. Um, but luckily event, like it didn't take very long for us to bring in some inventory from our farm. Uh, we kind of pushed them to bring stuff in, uh, from Ecuador. Um, but the supply chain director, kind of jumped in and started ordering. So for Mother's Day, we were well, well oiled, <laughs> if you will, and we had enough inventory. But that really helped with, you know, our following, um, just getting the 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 brand where it is, that moment really um, assisted with that for sure. Would you say looking back that you were, I mean, I know you had like supply, you didn't have enough flowers, but would you say that, 
in the other ways that matter, that you were ready for that moment. I feel like, you know, sometimes that moment comes and yeah, you can miss it because you weren't ready. Like what, what do you think? Were you ready for that big moment? I think we were just dreaming for that moment to happen. So when it happened, it was just, it was surreal because I kept saying to myself, like, I just can't wait till like, you know, the Kardashians post or Oprah post. Like we, I was just, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when, Mm -hmm. um, we knew that people were going to love our products. We weren't worried about that. We were just, we didn't know when that was going to happen. So when it, when it happened and it happened on Valentine's day, it just, it was a validation. Um, it felt really, really good. Yeah. So tell me about the flowers because we, we've talked about this, that you, you innovated nature. What, so just give us a little bit of information. On, and I know you can't, don't give away your secrets, but t- tell us about the flowers. Yeah. So um, we work with exclusively with our farm in Ecuador um, and we specialize in flowers that last an entire year kind of stumbled upon them because we were really looking for a way to make our regular flowers last longer. And they mm. were working on a treatment that makes them, that, that basically preserves them. Um, and basically what it is, is it's a wax-based solution. It stops the growth of the flower in its most peak state. Um, and we can dye it any sort of color. So we have, that's why we have like black roses, purple roses, and just lots of gold, so lots of these fun colors because we can dye them. Um, the interesting thing with the process is that it does not um, really change the texture that much. It's still extremely soft, bouncy, um, still has its scent and its shape. So um, it's absolutely innovative. We've now also branched into other flowers. We don't just do roses. We do hydrangeas, gardenias, um, and garden roses as well. Peonies. Do peonies. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> I love, I, I, every time I see, every time, I mean, every time I see flowers, I think that, uh, but the peonies are just like my, I just love them. Okay. So here's a question for you. Um, have you, have you had to deal with, and maybe, maybe, maybe it is now that you are successful, or maybe it was when you were just getting started, or maybe it was somebody in your family before, you know, like when it was, maybe it was someone saying, don't start a business with a guy you just met. Um, (laughs) Have, have there been naysayers along the way? I mean, this just seems like a fairy tale. So it seems like, right. That like everyone would have just said, Oh, this is amazing. Um, tell me about that. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, during the entire journey, I would say there were so many naysayers, um, kind of started with my parents in the beginning. And of course they're just trying to be supportive, but they were scared that I was moving and, you know, doing all of this stuff and just you know, using my life savings to start a business. Um, so they were kind of like, you know, this isn't going to work. You're making a really bad decision. I also had a lot of friends in my ear saying that, you know, this wasn't a smart decision that, you know, no one was going to buy flowers, you know, that are packaged and just, it was so, um, it was discouraging. Absolutely. I had a really hard time kind of figuring out who is in my corner. Um, But I think the thing that I learned from that entire experience is I just have to trust my gut and trust and believe in myself. And that's kind of the best thing I've ever done is just believed in my own dreams, believed in my own willpower and just 
you know, know that I'm, what I'm doing is for me and for my path. And that's really, really helped. And I know it kind of sounds cliche, like believe in yourself, but it really is like the magic tool to help you get where you want to be. Because sometimes people just don't want to see you do better than them or whatever that may look like. Um, and it might, it's not, it's not always from a negative standpoint, it's just themselves. Um, but you have to trust your journey and you just have to keep going. And, um, I think that's the best thing that I've ever done. Do you remember the, like the day at the airport? I mean, do any of us at the airport, um, but <laughs> do you uh, remember the day at the airport when you flew away, when you like moved away or did you drive to, I mean, that is a drive if you did from Vancouver to New York city. I was like, I can't even picture that happening, but do you remember that day? Like, was that a, was that a day? That was the day. Um, you know, my parents weren't really happy that I was leaving. Um, my mom was actually supportive. and um, But when I did leave, I do remember it so clearly. My dad said, you know what? Good luck. You, you just, you do it. If you have to come back, come back. But just go for it. And I started to cry. My mom started to cry. I, he kind of started tearing up. It was really emotional. Um, but I felt like it was a proper send off. Like he was like, okay, you, if you, this is what you're like, the universe is telling you to do, just go and do it. And that was, um, you know, it felt amazing. And, and I'll never forget that day. Like just being on my own with all my suitcases running through the, the airport, not trying to miss my flight. And yeah, it was exciting. Oh, I just, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, it's really hard. I mean, you're young. You were, how old were you when that, when you left? And like 24. Yeah. Yeah. And you were just, and it was pretty shortly after the idea, right? Like you didn't sit around. Like I had how, turned 24. Yeah. And it was because you got the flowers on Valentine's day. That's when it started. Like this idea started. So when was it that you moved then? Um, just at the end of um, July. So yeah. Yeah, August we had we started the business. So August 2015. Oh my gosh. I just think about yeah, you think about that that moment and then for them to be like, so what do your parents think now? You know, they're so proud. They're and we have like the best relationship. Um I think it's so hard to hear like from an immigrant parent especially is like we're proud of you. You're doing so well. They'll never tell you you're doing good. Like they're just like, Oh, it's fine. Like, yeah, you're supposed to kind of thing. But hearing, you know, my dad and my mom, my mom's always very affectionate. My dad was always kind of like, you know, a little harder on us. And he said like, you know, I'm just so proud of you. Like, I, I just can't believe what you've created and you've done it yourself. Good job. And when we got, uh, when we got Forbes 30 under 30, he was, really, really happy just to open the magazine and like, you know, see his daughter in there. And I think those moments are really exciting for your parents, especially. Yeah. So what's next? I mean, obviously the company's still doing great. I would imagine we're still, I mean, are we still, I think we're still in the pandemic, right? I don't even know. Is there a timeline to this thing? But um, I would imagine now more than ever, people are trying to find new ways to to reach out and express love. Um, So what else do we have to look forward to from you? Yeah. I mean, I think especially during the pandemic, you, we've seen a lot of 
people trying to uh, support their family and friends and their loved ones. They'll celebrate them without actually being in person. So sending flowers, um, especially flowers that last is such an amazing gesture. Um, so we have seen a lot of that sort of um, uh, those gestures being put across. What's next? Uh, category expansion, um, more global domination. I think, you know, we are so, we're just about to turn five this August. So um, there's just so much left in store. We're really excited to share more exciting innovation with the rest of the world. I know. I just thought, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I feel this. Okay. So tell me, is there somebody whose story um, inspired you, but maybe they don't know it yet? Oh my gosh. So many folks, but I would say, honestly, my dad's story, it was just, it's really inspiring. Like he moved I guess maybe I followed his footsteps a little bit. Like he moved um, to a different country and just kind of took huge risk, um, took out loans. Like he did that whole thing and became self-made. So I guess like my dad's always been my inspiration. Um, and all the female founders, any female founder right now, I just, I'm always so inspired that they're, they're just going after it and doing what they they're doing and dominating different industries. Um, the health industry, the beauty industry, it's becoming like, it's a female domination and I'm excited. I think there's so much more to, to come. Oh, I remember a question I wanted to ask you, which is about you and your, I, about work as we're talking about female domination, but you're also working with your now husband. So we talked about this a little bit, but do you like, what are your, do you have any, advice or recommendations or because I do I feel like when you truly have a partner um that there are like it can be the most incredible thing to have two people who are equally invested in not only a relationship but also a dream um so what are some of your like favorites working with your spouse moments and maybe some of the harder ones I think the best part of it is that you you're working towards that same goal, the same dream. You got you're you're putting you're investing your blood, sweat, and tears together. You can talk about it together. You're on that that same path, which is exciting. Um, so the best tips I can give is you know own your own portion of the business. Like what we did in the beginning was like I kind of ran ran creative marketing, and he went to the operations side of the business and making sure everything that the tank is oiled and it's running properly. So I think just splitting those roles is so important, roles and responsibilities, um, and then making sure you own them. And you're at the end of the day, it's your call. Like he can't tell me, oh, I don't like that color of pink because at the end of the day, that's the, the color that we're going to go with if I want that. And maybe I won't say the same thing to him if he's, you know, you know, changing something in tech or whatever, if it's going to, you know, be more efficient. But we definitely uh, collaborate all the time. Um, and I think sometimes what can be challenging when you own a business together is that work is so important. It's kind of what drives everything. So you sometimes do end up talking about work quite often. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that for any couple and, and any of my, uh, friends that I know that also work with their spouse, it's, um, it's that balance, like learning to kind of make sure you turn off your phone and have a have dinner and drinks and kind of not talk about work. <laughs> I 
but that's the thing. So that's the thing that we always struggle with, right? Is because, so my husband and I work, but we love, we love work. That's what we want to talk about. Like, that's the thing that makes us both really, right? Like, do you ever, like, we shouldn't always be talking about work, but we really just want to talk about work. Yeah, I really do feel that way because we love what we do and we love working together. We love creating together. We have the same dreams and goals. We love talking about our goals. We love talking about like how to create new um, innovation. For us, work, it's our passion. It's it, what's drive, it, 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 what, it is what drives us. Like it's exciting um, and it's exciting we get to do it together. So I wouldn't have it any other way. So, so maybe that's the question here. Maybe, maybe that, maybe it's okay. Cause you hear, right. You've probably heard this, like take time where you aren't always talking about work, right? Like where you aren't, but maybe it's okay if you are, do you think that's, do you think that's possible? I think there's a balance of course, like if you're on vacation, you know, talking about like what text system you're using is not what you want to always talk about, but responding to emails, like maybe, maybe that's what it is. It's like protected time where it's the two of you having the conversations about work that you need to have that are the dreaming work that are the goal work that isn't the, yeah, like the tech, like, oh, did you email that guy back or we're missing, we're missing this. Maybe that's it. That's what it is. It's, we talk about what we want out of our future and how to create it and work towards our goals. I think those are, those are exciting conversations that Sunny and I often have. Um, and I think that it's inevitable that you're going to talk about what's happening day to day as well, but, uh, it's, it's so exciting to talk about things that you can do in the future or you get to create together something that's coming. Like I, it's, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I think, um, well, this has been, I just, I want to say thank you for taking time to have this conversation with us. And I, you mentioned earlier, you know, that maybe it's cliche to believe in yourself, but time and time again, like I I always think that cliches are cliche for a reason. It's because that's, yes, I can just, I'm sure everyone listening, I myself, I can, I can see it in you like that, that dream, that belief is, is there. So I, I think that's, that's the thing that I'll take away. It's like, what would, what would seem that she would believe in herself? She would keep dreaming in this <laughs> So, well, thank you so much for being here with us and we wish you all the continued success. Thank you so much. This was so fun. We'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this conversation, look up an inch or down an inch and check out all of our previous discussions. You can find those at iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are sold. And of course, check out the latest issue of Success Magazine by heading over to success.com slash subscribe and get more inspiring stories like this delivered right to your front door. Be sure to give us a review on Apple iTunes and you can find me at KindraHall.com or on Instagram at KindraHall. That is Kindra with an I. I can't wait to hear the stories you'll tell. Until next time.